Let's pray. Holy Wisdom, you are the pillar of fire that leads us into each new moment of our lives. By the power of your Spirit, settle now into our hearts and illumine your will through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Our first reading this morning is from the book of Genesis, chapter 11, verses 1 through 9, the origin of languages and cultures. All people on the earth had one language and the same words. When they traveled east, they found a valley in the land of Shinar and settled there. They said to each other, come, let's make bricks and break them hard. They used bricks for stones and asphalt for mortar. They said, come, let's build for ourselves a city and a tower with its top in the sky. And let's make a name for ourselves so that we won't be dispersed over all the earth. Then the Lord came down to the city and the tower that the humans built. And the Lord said, there is now one people, and they all have one language. This is what they began to do, and now all that they plan to do will be possible for them. Come, let's go down and mix up their language. There are so many they won't understand each other's language. Then the Lord dispersed them from there all over the earth, and they stopped building the city. Therefore, it is named Babel, because there the Lord mixed up the language of all the earth, and from there the Lord dispersed them all over the earth. Our second reading is Psalm 104, verses 24 through 34. Lord, you have done so many things. You made them all so wisely. The earth is full of your creations. And then there's the sea, wide and deep, with its countless creatures, living things both small and large. There go ships on it, and Leviathan, which you made, plays in it. All your creatures wait for you to give them their food on time. When you give it to them, they gather it up. When you open your hand, they are completely full. But when you hide your face, they are terrified. When you take away their breath, they die and return to dust. When you lose your breath, they are created, and you make the surface of the earth, the ground, brand new again. Let the Lord's glory last forever. Let the Lord rejoice in all the Lord has made. The Lord has only to look at the earth, and it shakes. God just touches the mountains, and they erupt in smoke. I will sing to the Lord as long as I live. I will sing praises to my God while I am still alive. Let my praise be pleasing to the Lord. I'm rejoicing in the Lord. Our sermon text this morning is from the book of Acts, chapter 2, verses 1 through 17. This is a story you have, have no doubt heard many times, or 1 through 21. 
And when we hear a story many times, sometimes our brain kind of shuts off when we hear it again. Take a moment and close your eyes and listen and pay attention to what stands out to you as I read it. When Pentecost Day arrived, they were all together in one place. Suddenly a sound from heaven, like the howling of a fierce wind, filled the entire house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be individual flames of fire alighting on each one of them. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages as the Spirit enabled them to speak. There were pious Jews from every nation under heaven living in Jerusalem. When they heard this sound, a crowd gathered. They were mystified because everyone heard them speaking in their native languages. They were surprised and amazed, saying, Look, aren't all the people who are speaking Galileans, every one of them? How then can each of us hear them speaking in our native language? Parthenians, Medes, Elamites, as well as residents of Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the regions of Libya bordering Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and converts to Judaism, Cretans and Arabs, we hear them declaring the mighty works of God in our own languages. They were all surprised and bewildered. Some asked each other, what does this mean? Others jeered at them, saying, they are full of new wine. Peter stood with the other eleven apostles. He raised his voice and declared, Judeans and everyone living in Jerusalem, know this. Listen carefully to my words. These people aren't drunk, as you suspect. After all, it's only nine o'clock in the morning. Rather, this is what was spoken through the prophet Joel. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young will see visions. Your elders will dream dreams. Even upon my servants, men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they will prophesy. I will cause wonders to occur in the heavens above and signs on the earth below. Blood and fire and a cloud of smoke the sun will be changed into darkness and the moon will be changed into blood before the great and spectacular day of the Lord comes. And everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. The word of God for the people of God. If you look at the stories in the Bible, especially the Old Testament, when God shows up, you can't mistake it for anything else. When God shows up at Mount Sinai, a cloud descends on the mountain and thunder and lightning shake the ground and people are terrified. At Jesus' birth, the angels announced it. The heavens opened and a choir of angels sang glory to God in the highest heaven. Over and over when God shows up, it is unmistakable what's happening. Pentecost is another example of God showing up and the world being transformed. This idea of the Spirit being wind is an old idea. It goes back to the Hebrew word 
for spirit, which also means wind. In the creation account, you have God's spirit moving over the deep, the wind. The wind is a perfect way to think about the spirit. We can't see the wind. We can't see the spirit move, but we get a sense of it. We can feel it. We can feel the breeze on our face. We can see the trees move, but we can't see it. Before Jesus left, before the ascension, Jesus said, stay put where you are in the city, and one is coming. The Spirit is coming. The disciples didn't know what to do. Their emotions had been all over the place, their experiences from its deepest, darkest places to being elated at Jesus' coming. They didn't know what to do. So they waited. As Jesus instructed in the upper room, they waited, not knowing what was about to happen. Jesus promised the Spirit, but didn't elaborate on what was to happen. So as people had gathered in Jerusalem for the festival of the first fruits, or Pentecost, 50 days after Passover, observant Jewish people from all over the known world came to offer their sacrifices at the temple and the first fruits of their harvest. And as they were gathered, a sound so loud and disruptive that it caught the whole city's attention rushed into that room. I can't imagine that experience. This isn't the destructive power of wind that we think of with tornadoes and hurricanes. This is the life-giving and creative power of God moving in space and time and through people. It moved through them and rested upon each of them gathered there, far more than just the twelve disciples. And immediately, they were pushed out of that room into the streets. Peter, the one who had denied Jesus three times, been reinstated by Jesus after the resurrection, the one who is quick to speak and slow to think, the one who has cowered in fear, in an instant shed all of that fear and went out into the streets to share the good news, to explain to people what was happening because everyone heard it. Peter stood up, and they all heard him speak in their own language. God's Spirit was being poured out upon all the people, just as it was promised by the prophet Joel. The birth of the church was the fulfillment of that prophecy. And each of them that was gathered there would go off into the world to share the good news of Jesus Christ. But what Pentecost shows us is that we're not to do it alone. They weren't left with the burden of doing this, of becoming the church on their own. 
God came down and dwells within them, empowering them and emboldening them and illuminating what they need to know, how they need to see the world. And everywhere they went, the Holy Spirit traveled with them, dwelling in their hearts. The Holy Spirit connected them, and that connection lasted. And as new people came in, on that day it says more than 3,000, the Holy Spirit connected them. And just like we saw with the streamers, it became a web of connection that stretched and stretched and stretched until it covered the world. We, too, are part of that. We are connected, just as they were. We are connected to them and to each other by the presence of the Holy Spirit. And with the Holy Spirit comes the power of God to empower us. The disciples that they didn't have a great plan. They didn't have a support structure in place. There were no committees yet. That comes in Acts. We get committees pretty quick. But that day, they didn't have any structure. They were compelled to go and to act and to share the good news. Freedom from oppression. Freedom from the weight of sin and death. The abundant grace of God being poured out for the people. They couldn't help but go out and share it. As we look back and celebrate this Pentecost, we are connected to all those who came before us by the same Holy Spirit. It dwells within us. It empowers us and compels us to go out. We need to stop acting powerless. We need to stop acting like the Spirit is not within us. It rests in our hearts, and the very power of God rests with it. It was given to us for a purpose, for a reason, not for us to enjoy it as individuals, but to share it to share this gift of grace and the love of God, to share belonging and purpose, to serve, not to rule, to follow Jesus' example and carry on his ministry, to heal brokenness, to restore relationships, The Spirit of God is still present in the church, and we are the church. And the world needs us. The world needs the Spirit. The world needs God's love and forgiveness more than ever. So go out today. Go out with this imagery. Go out knowing you're connected and empowered and share that with others. Bring them in so that they might experience the glory of this Pentecost also. That is the role of the church. It's the same role that first day as it is today. 
And we're all invited into that work, but never alone. Always together and always with God. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's sermon from Community Presbyterian Church in Grand Rapids, Minnesota. 